The second week, the second Sunday of August in 2005, was just our first time we had service. 18 years ago. Oh wow! We were at a, we, it was it was just this hot, and we were in a metal building with no air. Forget the conditioning, no air. It was hot. But we went and we kept going. And I mean, in a matter of six weeks, we were in our building and we were, we were rocking and rolling and everything. But this is a young church. We've got young, a lot of young people here. And I'm so grateful that, that I've been able to be a part of it for the last 18 years. It's, it's been a ride. It's been a ride. And I, I thank you all so much for tolerating me. Um, I'm preaching um, today like I'm. I'm in a Bush Pastors Conference. I'm, I'm tethered to this pole here, so that's all good. The only thing different in Africa, it would be jacked all the way up. And nobody could understand a word I said. But I was in, uh, I was in Botswana and, and doing a Bush Pastors Conference. So it's the third, third, third year I've done it there. And it's on my... Uh, Chicago is the name of the village, but it's right on the Okavango River. It's, 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 it's in the middle of Africa. I'm telling you, it's, it's wild. And, um, you know, you'll be laying in bed and you hear hippos right outside, you know, just raise a hair on your neck. What they sound like? That's not what gets you when they breathe and they go. <laughs> That's what scares you. That's what makes the hair But anyway, we had a we have every night during the conference, Pastor Jerry Lackey and I, um, we sit there around the fire with all of these bush pastors, and they tell us their concerns, they tell us their problems, they tell us what their struggles are. They're not they're not trying to brag on how good they're doing. They're trying to find out how to get better. Yeah. You know, they they want to get better at everything. And so I was sitting there, and I already had a, a message in mind that for the next day, which was going to be the final, the final message I was supposed to preach. And uh, it was called Integrity in Ministry. And so we're sitting there on that campfire that night, and this one pastor said, I got a question. Well, they didn't say it like that. I mean, the Bakushu tribe, <laughs> you know, had to interpret it. But he... Uh, he said, I was born into a family of witch doctors. He said, but I got saved. And I'm, I'm called into the ministry. He said, but my brothers, they pray to God too. My question to you is, are we praying to the same God? And man, I got back. I left, went back to my tent, got my little lantern, and I started over. Because what I had was way too deep for somebody who would ask a question. And I got back to simplicity in ministry. That's what I like to call this. And uh, I'm going to leave out the. the, the I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you some of the stuff. I mean, because some of it's it's, it's pretty pretty funny. Integrity ministry. Integrity means by living by a higher moral standard. As a pastor, as a in anybody in a fivefold ministry, sin is sin. Correct. You're not one not any worse than the other, right? But you're still called to a higher standard. The sin may be greater for you than it is for somebody else. 
You're, go, you're called to a higher standard. God, God wants more out of you, so He expects more out of you. If you're going to get something from God, you've got to expect something from God. And it's just vice versa. It's the same way. So, with that being said, I'm going to just tell you a few of the things I told him. Then I'm going to get back to the, the just, just turn this into being a, being a good Christian person instead of a, 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 a pastor or anything like that. Because this, this applies to everybody. Besides that, who, who all saved you? Amen? Alright, we'll come to say. So that means you have a call of God on your life, whether it's a, a, a five-fold ministry or not. You still right. have a call of God on your life. Right. You're still held to a higher standard because you are God and His alone. You're supposed to stand out. That's right. The problem is we don't. We don't stand out. We try to fit into the world. When the world doesn't expect to accept us exactly, we go to, to church and we try to get into a church that, that will believe everything that I believe and then the Bible's gone. Yeah. And so that's why these bush pastor conferences are so important because these guys can get led astray so easy. Lester Summerall, great man of God, died several years ago. He said, he, said uh, he was doing a pastor's conference and it was for youth pastors. It's been years. It's been 1980. He said, let me tell you. He's a little bitty guy. He said, he said, let me tell you. He said, I don't care how good looking you think you are. I don't care how talented you think you are. He said, but there's three things that the devil uses to come after young ministers because if he can knock them off before they reach some place where they can be launched forward, he can get them, back, get them then before he can get them way down the road. Let's, let's knock them off at the knees before they ever get any more down. And uh, Dr. Summerall said, he said, I call it the three G's. The glory, the gold, or the girls. Those are one of the three things that always get young ministry. He said, when you get older, you know, you, you, it's, it's kind of harder to knock you off because you've been in ministry, you see how ministry works. But as a young Christian, or as a new Christian, or as a Christian that may have been a Christian for a while, but it's just not had a lot of experience. It's easy to knock you off before you get to your assignment, to where you get to where God wants you to go. And, and with that being said, I'm going to just go into what I was preaching to these bush pastors, and it does go like Africa over here. Even when it hurts. Right. Tell it always. Don't ever not tell the truth. Because if you don't tell the truth and someone finds out about it, your word will never be worth squat for the rest of your life. This, this, is, this is something that's been lost in the last two generations. There's certain things that I would not do would refuse to, even though I did a lot of bad stuff, 
But there's certain things that I wouldn't do because I knew if my parents found out about it, they would be embarrassed and they would be, and they would be disappointed in me. They, they'd be, they would, I, I couldn't shame them like that. I wouldn't do it. But that was the only, my conscience was the only thing that was stopping me. It wasn't the Holy Ghost. People get that mixed up. They think their conscience is the Holy Ghost, and it's not. The Holy Ghost will always lead you by the Word. And your conscience will always lead you by what you've already got in your hand. Not something different. Now be an honest person. Here we go. A man is as only good as his Word. Something that then dying in this world. This is one of the things Dr. Rob told me. He said, Paul, he said, this is going to be easy for you. It is hard for a lot of people. Your yeses have to be a hard yes and your noes have to be a hard no. And I said, why? He said, because if you swagger, they're not going to back you. They're not going to believe you. They're not going to believe you. You've got to be passionate about what you're doing. If you're passionate, people will believe what you're saying. They'll follow you. They'll do. They'll get things done in the kingdom. Right. You've got to. You got to be honest. But your no's have to be no, and your yeses have to be yes, even when it hurts. And that's happened over the last 18 years, over and over and over again. But we're still standing. Still strong. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about the air conditioner right now, just to give you an update, but. Uh, we may be back here Sunday. It's a, it's a big problem. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Greg's got something figured out for Wednesday night. He's already working on it. So we'll find out in just a few minutes about that. But anyway, <clears throat> people's word don't mean anything anymore. Look at your politics. Look at politics. Campaign promises. You can name them, but you never see them put into effect. Or very rarely, I should say. They may do one or two to save face. They're only telling you that to get your vote. And then, once they're in office, they please themselves instead of taking care of the people that put them in office. That's expected now. That's how far we've fallen as a nation. We expect our politicians to lie. How many of y'all know honest politicians? None. Nobody hands up. You know what? There are honest politicians, but there's so many dishonest ones, we can't see the truth sometimes. Where there is truth, more truth will abound. Always, always, always. Oh, this is good. You are more important. Your assignment, your job, what you're supposed to do in life is the most important thing in the world. Your job is more important than being the President of the United States. You're in the soul business. You're not in the policy business. You're in the soul business. That's what we're here for. We're not here for us. We're here for somebody else. We're here to live our lives in a way that's pleasing unto God. No, that's not the reason we're here. But we need to do that. Our job as Christian is to make Christians. Amen. As sheep, you produce sheep. Amen. Shepherds don't produce sheep. Only sheep can. Yep. You see, you see churches that are dying. Well, we're going to get a new pastor. Why? Well, it's not the pastor's fault. Pastor's not. It's pastor's. Not, the shepherd can't make sheep. It says only sheep can make sheep. Yep. 
We come here to church as this is our time to give God homage for the week. It's not. It's here to get built up so that you can go and attack this world next week and lead somebody to Jesus. Right. Or give them the advice that they need to get through a bad situation. Right. Some of what you hear today, and that's what's going to happen. All right. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. I try my best to do that, but I just can't pull it off every time. I mean, I, I, mean, I really am trying to be helpful and, and be in love. One time I said, I want to talk to a pastor. You need to get saved, man. I've been saved for 15 years. I said, what have you done? It's crazy. Why can't we just... This is this is this this, this superintendent or, or treasurer or so I don't they have every officer fifty pounds. <laughs> that my little all they do is sit around and eat other people's food. <laughs> I can't stand them. And I did. I, I was in, I was just in a place where I didn't meet a leader till I met Jerry and TL. And all these other people that did that, 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 because it was so cool. This is in a secular older tech talking to a younger tech. They were talking about God. That's how the world looks at it. That's, okay, I'm in good shape. I just could not do anything, never know what to do anything. It's like I told a guy one time, I said, You've seen done over and over and over, whether it's right or what that sounds like religion, doesn't it? We've got, uh, I've got some of the hardest working people in the world. <laughs> some are people. I don't. Why? I, which one, Terry? Oh, I don't know. Who said that? Terry. Terry. She just says, hey, we need good people that work. I can't live like, I can't live in a few minutes. It's my last one, actually. When I work hard, hard work produces opportunities. God can only get for now. You're not going to see all of that until you get into that place. Amen. Give life our best shot. Powerful. He said, "You're here to be anointed." There's nothing. Thank you to everybody that got up early. <laughs> got up early and came down here so you could have church. They didn't come here. You got a little, take a little time for that one. All right, here we go. Woo! This one is this one. Uh, I'll let y'all let it speak for itself. Because everybody tells it. Because they don't think very much of their pastor. They don't think very much of them. Yeah, I... Why don't folks on Jesus? Instead of getting out of all up in other people's business. All right, then. Y'all know the story. Had an affair. Had her husband killed. things like that. But I'm telling you, it's important. 
David fell down on his face. And God, David repented. And, every, and he was forgiven. Everything was good. But you know there was a 22-fold curse that came upon him? But he was still the greatest king there's ever been. But he never could get back to where he was before. Because nobody forgets something like that. God will forgive you. God, and, God, and, and, and God will leave that, that door open for you, but there's just something about it. Jimmy Swagger had the biggest ministry in the world, so most of y'all don't even know who Jimmy Swagger is. 1980, his, his tie to the Assembly of God a world failure. As good as you possibly can. Everything that's in you, resist it. Probably took some of these, you know, the, the ones you see on TV all the time. Some of those guys are walking into danger. You are done. There's no way out. You're going to fall. You're going to call her yet. You haven't proven to me that you just, you can't drink quit. You know what I mean? If you're an alcoholic, I'm saying it's not. I'm saying you need a little bit more time under solid leadership before you do it. They eventually did, but it took some time. It took some time. No one is looking. Guard against the appearance for the church in the last 600 years. In 1948, Israel became a state. E.W. Kenyon died in Florida, or the Texas and, and Oklahoma Panhandle, all the great healing environments. That's when everything businessmen and some more evangelists. He wrote out things that he wanted to do with a woman by yourself. And that's what going on there. That's just the Protect those ministers from the it takes somebody to say, you know what I saw? They can be lying through their teeth. But if you can say, no, everybody loves Jesus. Well, it wasn't true. It wasn't any more true then than it is now. There was just a great revival that went out. But he's the one that came up with this. A good reputation can be lost by what maybe get into a situation where motives or actions are brought into question. The best way to prevent this, your man, wife, y'all know the way that actually does work, right? <laughs> a picture of his wife everywhere he went. And if he was eating in a restaurant by himself, he would take out that picture. He said, do you think some woman's going to come up and try to mess with me? If I got a picture of my wife, to bring across the appearance that something was going on in his life that wasn't going on in his life. Because he didn't want to hurt his witness. He, didn't, he knew his job was to reach other people. And y'all are going to laugh. I would imagine, you know, I did that deal in August. I started, I said, I'm going to listen to nothing but pray for worship music for a year. Well, I got to tell you, I'm happy. I wasn't even happy with who I was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But I've come to the, I've put that in me and me alone. 
And me trying to be T.L. Osborne or Billy Graham just ain't going to make it. I'm not much wanting um, next month. Um, do that deal with Rodney Howard. you got to learn to be happy with who you are. If you're not happy,